podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. Welcome aboard. Yes, sir. Good morning. Hope you all are doing well on a hump day. It is Top Gun Day. That's right. Right there. Top Gun Indoor Range today, today, tonight. And have a have some fun, man. You know, I, I should have I should have brought the plaque with me from downstairs. But anyway, so got the plaque ready to go. Got some prizes. Got uh, some really cool Perdomo prizes. We're gonna give away thanks to our friends at Perdomo and Caneswear, Brett at Caneswear. So got some other prizes besides, of course, the the first place prize, which is, you know, the plaque. And we'll give a prize also to that person that wins it, man or woman that wins it. Be interesting to see if any any ladies compete in uh, in the contest tonight in the shooting contest at Top Gun Indoor Range. So we're going to find out who uh, who's got who's got the best shot. Uh, on the show, who's got the best aim? Who hits the most targets? We will find out. And uh, it's even got like a little AI and everything that scores it for you. So it's uh, it's really, really cool. So we'll have some fun with that. We got uh, exciting stuff in the Bitcoin world. Because uh, at the end of today, which I would expect, we're going to have a um, a Fed meeting today around 1.30 with Powell talking. I would imagine it's going to be positive. I don't think there's going to be anything negative or anything like that. Not that they're going to cut rates yet. They will soon. Uh, and then things will get incredibly bullish on top of that. But but it all depends on what he says today. And this should be able to set the markets off a little bit, stocks and crypto. But today, uh, Bitcoin could end up with its fifth straight green month. That's incredibly strong. They haven't done that since the last halving. And guess when the halving's coming? It's about 80 days from now, 75, 80 days. I don't know, something like that. It's a block. It's not really like a day. So you got to kind of time the block and what day and all that kind of stuff, depending on the pace of everything going on. But it's somewhere around in that area where we'll have the having, and then, uh, cause I've seen 75, I've seen 77, I've seen 80. It's right around there somewhere, but we're, we're, we're in l- later April. In other words, is when we're going to hit that having. And, um, then it's, uh, I think I saw where the ETFs right now are, are buying on average 1200 Bitcoins a day. And they don't produce that. They produce like 600 and something a day. And, and in April, it'll go down to 300 and something a day. So it'll, it, it is just, you know, the demand is just going to, the demand is going to continue now to climb. And then the, the availability of Bitcoin will be less. So uh, pretty strong, you know, for those people that don't follow it, five straight green months now for Bitcoin ending today, which is just an absolutely bullish sign going right in to this entire year, the having and everything else going on that's going to happen. Um, it's pretty, pretty damn bullish. So uh, looking forward to that uh, strong day today. And if, and if Powell says anything positive, 
markets are going to absolutely, I mean, the stock market's already at its all-time high. You know what I mean? So that's obviously, they're, they're, the rich are doing very well. Let's just put it that way. Okay. So anyway, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We, uh, we got people on ESPN catching up to our show, which that's usually kind of the case nationally, locally. We're always like eight steps ahead of everybody else. So we'll talk about that story. Uh, we got to talk about uh, Ron Jaworski, former Eagle, former Dolphin. And uh, he had something to say. We got the audio on that. Um Boy, and I got to apologize. First of all, I should have opened up with the damn apology. I am sorry for those of you that went with me on University of Miami last night, plus four and a half. I felt really good about that game, I got to tell you. And, you know, I don't watch a lot of college basketball, okay? Apparently, the people at the University of Miami listened to me or something because they stopped following me <laughs> in basketball. Because I diss college basketball, because I'm really not a big college basketball guy anymore. You know, uh, people my age can't be impressed with today's college basketball. You know, if they say they are, they're lying. Really, they're lying. They're liars. They're just trying. They're just being nice. They're trying to be polite and all that stuff. So apparently at the, you know, I know they're kind of touchy over there in Coral Gables. Whatever, dude. I love them. They don't want to love me back. That's fine. I don't really give a shit. But um, last night, if you watch the game, and, you know, I, I don't watch a lot of college basketball, but I do watch University of Miami. Obviously, I watch FAU, and I watch Nova. You know, I, I, I watch every team that I get an opportunity, you know, to watch locally. I watch them all, you know, when I get an opportunity. And so uh, I watched that game last night. And if you watched it, at the end of that game, we should have won. I don't know if UM should have won. But how does Nigel Pack shot six of eight from the free throw line? The two free throws he missed were the two most important free throws at the end when he got fouled for the three-point shot. And I'm sitting there with the wife, and I'm saying, man, it's really hard to make three free throws, no matter what, for anybody. It's just like a difficult thing. So I kind of expected him to make two of three. Kid makes the first one and then misses the second and third. I'm like, damn. And then Omir who's been a monster, how he misses that layup under the basket is beyond me, okay? He should have made it, and he should have been fouled also at the same time, okay? Should have been at the line, and we easily would have won by the four and a half. It's just those two, two things happened to us in the last 40 seconds of the stupid game that that's the only reason they ended up losing by six. They easily should have lost by one or two or maybe even gotten into overtime. And who knows what happens after that. But, you know, it's funny. Like, I, I, I know we lost, but damn, dude, we should have won. We should have won last night. Nigel Pack, I mean, I don't know. Like, why would he miss those free throws? <laughs> you know, <laughs> shit happens, man. So they end up coming up short, 74 to 68. So if you went with me and the plus four and a half, it didn't work out. I'll tell you, although I, I, I tell you what I also did, I uh, doubled up my bet. 
because I, I took KC plus the plus the point and a half. I think it was last night. I got it at two and I'm doubled up. You want to keep giving me more points? Let's go. I got Mahomes winning this thing anyway, so I don't care. I I we'll have Matt Verderam on today at ten at eleven o'clock. Um, David Fronis will join us at ten thirty, and um, I, I got to tell you, for me, uh, it's I, I I'm and I'm going to ask Matt, but I think actually this Chiefs defense is you know, pretty damn special. It's the, I think it's the best defense that Mahomes has ever had in his run. And I, I think we're not giving that defense enough respect. And I know they just lost the defensive end. Um, Charles, um, what's his name? Uh, Charles, uh, Omenihu, Omenihu. And uh, he had like seven sacks in 11 games. So he was a nice free agent pickup for them. So that was a, a loss for them. But we'll see if they've got somebody else off the bench that can at least have one good game. Because that's the that's the beauty of all of that also. You know, sometimes when you have somebody coming off the bench and they got to fill in for several weeks, you don't know how they're going to handle it. In one game, all professionals, man, that's why they're professionals. They can have a great day, a great moment at any time. And so... Maybe they have somebody that can fill in and, and help out a little bit there. But I think that Chiefs defense is really special. And um, they got an opportunity, I think, uh, at winning it all. I am taking Mahomes. Uh, I will take Mahomes every single time in this kind of situation. You know, you got it. So we got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff on the basketball side. I uh, got something, a very, very interesting development, I think, in the NFL that something that at first glance I was completely right and so were tons of you because it was so obvious but we could end up becoming wrong and I'm going to explain that because it's kind of it's kind of interesting you know what I mean it's one that we stood on our ground a lot of us because we had every facts were all on our side in history but sometimes history gets altered. You know what I'm saying? And things happen. And some in an interesting development yesterday that could lead to something. And we'll talk about that today also on the show. Um, really uh, odd situation. And at the same time, absolutely hilarious going on in basketball. Okay, it's just one of those where I, I just have to laugh at the NBA, at its players, and sometimes you know what karma bites you in the ass. So we'll get into that. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. I got some music stuff, um, a lot of things, a lot of things, and so we'll get to that. David Ferronis will join us at ten thirty, so we'll talk a little Dolphins, even though there's really really no breaking news or nothing but we got a couple things that we can talk to him about and uh, we'll get into it there uh, let me do a little roll call remember you can always support the show by making a donation at cash app or venmo at cash big o show that is cash big o show and you can make a bitcoin donation on cash app or venmo which you know that's 
the donation that gets me most excited right there. But either way, they all support the show. You can send in a super chat, and we appreciate all of you out there. Sneak Attack 305 says, I'm finally first. Good morning, O and Sean. Thank you, Sneak Attack. Kyle Cockrell is in. True Finn Fan is in. Jamie Zoria out in San Jose. And he reminds everybody to smash that like button. Steve Chapman. I don't have any brilliant takes this morning, but if I think of any, I'll let you know. Thank you, Steve. Joseph is in. Uh, good morning, Big O. How you doing, my honest brother? We try. We're doing good. We're hanging in there. We're getting ready. We're less than a week away from surgery. That's what we're getting ready for. And we've got clearance, Clarence, all over the place. Got my chest x-ray, got my blood work, got by the way, my blood, my blood sugar went down again. Because I, I I took another uh I, they had to take blood work again. Because I took blood work uh, about a month ago and my blood sugar went down and uh, I got it back down again. So it's uh it's heading in the right direction. Okay. I'm trying to eat less of the bad stuff. I'm still eating bad stuff. You know, I'm still cheating, but I'm trying to cheat less and less and less. Little by little. That's what we're trying to do. I don't have a lot of discipline, but we'll try. And that's all I can tell you, Joseph. Honestly, I don't have a lot of discipline. <laughs> Gus Gus 1388, Stephen Gonzalez. Uh, man, that article from The Athletic on the Jets, what a shit show. I, I did not read it, but are you surprised? You wanted to bring in Aaron Rodgers, right, and let him run the organization. Shit like that's going to happen. And that owner is a disaster. Uh, Omar Lopez, Dauphineer, Miles Deep, Coach AJ, Aaron Hernandez, Alexis Palenzuela. Uh, let's see, Ray Sosa, One-Eyed Jack, Fireman. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. You have a great day. Horn Dog is in. Uh, crush the egos, Spo. Yeah, well, Spo can do whatever he wants, right? He's earned that. He's earned more than everybody else on that team. Uh, Silence Assassin, Alexis Palenzuela. It's a bye-bye stage for now. Load up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Take advantage. Some great deals in crypto right now. I think Polygon's an amazing deal. I think Gala is a great deal. I think you could still get Kryptonite right now. Kryptonite went up to $0.08. Cents. Now it's just under $0.07 cents right now. Still hasn't made that run yet. Um, there's a lot of good things. I think Neutron is down at a really good price overall. I think Ethereum is at a very good price. Bitcoin, don't stop buying Bitcoin until the, the, that parabolic like run starts. Then you you know then it, it's going to get too expensive, but for now it is still in an absolute buying zone. There's a lot of good things, man. Ando, there's you know there's a bunch of really good opportunities right now in Bitcoin and in crypto uh, for you to take advantage. Drago is in. Nick is in. Man of a thousand five holds. Alex Toledo, Big O, please tell everyone how right you are about the Miami Heat. It's time to trade Jimmy and or Hero. Yeah, but that was, uh, I was right three years ago, not now. Now is the obvious to trade him now. 
you know, I was before this last extension, you had to trade him. You know, and I know you had a nice run the last two years, but you didn't win it. And it's great to have the runs, but if you if you don't get that other star, the Jimmy Butler thing was never going to work out. It was you're you're gonna make some nice runs because you got a, the best coach in the business. But yeah, trading Jimmy now is gonna be a, a lot harder um, because everybody knows he doesn't give a shit about the regular season. So what you're gonna trade for him and oh well, hey Jimmy, we need you to try right now because we're trying to you know, make a run here. We need you to try during the regulars. Is that how, is that how the conversation is going to go for a trade? It's kind of odd. So it's trading Jimmy Butler now, trading X now, or even last year. Okay. Great example. We still have a bunch of people, billions, that are, that have no idea they still think it's a scam, even though the dollar is the real scam. But that tells you how smart those people are because they don't really study money. So they don't even know their own dollar is a scam. Yet this isn't. But, you know, that's kind of the way it goes. But wait till Bitcoin hits like 70 and 80 and 100,000. Then they're all going to FOMO in. Because then they got convinced. I mean, by now, if you see BlackRock and ARK Investments and all that getting in, and that doesn't, like, like the light bulb in your brain doesn't go off at this moment, like, the smartest and richest and most powerful people in the world are getting into this. That has not, if, if your bulb in your head has not gone on at that point, okay, I'm, it's fine if you didn't listen to me a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Okay, fine. The big boys weren't in the mix. The adults weren't in the room. It was just us kids, right? But the kids actually knew what was going on. This is one of the few things in life where the, the normal, regular, working stiff got in before the smart people. So this is the same thing now. You want to trade X after he's already done. After he has seven interceptions for three years, after he had 10 in one. You want to trade Butler now, now that you've thoroughly worn out his body. He can't hold up for a whole year. He can't, he, he does, he refuses to play in the regular season. So now you want to trade him. Okay, well, it's it's a little late now to FOMO in on the trade. This is why, what's one of our favorite words on the show? You must compartmentalize your feelings. Oh, man, I love what X did. He had 10 interceptions. But now's the time to get off the gravy train. It's hard to say that. Most of you didn't have the balls. You know why? You have this shit in your head that you think he was going to have 10 interceptions every year now. Now he has seven in three years. And you look at him. He... He gets burned. It's just not the guy anymore. He's not a shutdown corner. He's not, he's not the guy that you're desperately missing next year because he's not himself anymore. So you're not desperately missing him next year. In fact, you're better off without him because he's severely overpaid. 
but you should have traded him when he had value fresh off 10 interceptions. And that way you sucker somebody else to think that nine or eight or seven are coming next year when it never happens and it'll never happen again. And the same thing with Jimmy Butler. Now you've had many playoff runs, deep runs, which has put more wear and tear on his body. And everybody knows he doesn't try. So trading him now, and he has an attitude that is near impossible for most coaches to handle, near impossible for most, most organizations to handle. And by the way, can I, can I also add a caveat? Joel Embiid just got injured last night. I don't know how serious. Have you found out yet, Sean? Have you seen anything on how serious the Joel Embiid injury is? If he's done for the year, I actually feel that's your only option for Jimmy Butler. I don't think there's another team that has what it takes to step forward and trade for Jimmy Butler. Plus, let me also add this caveat. Three years ago or two years ago, you would have gotten a lot more for Jimmy. Now, you've got to take on an enormous salary for the next couple of years for a player that doesn't play in the regular season and doesn't help you gain in the standings in the regular season. And so he's also got an attitude, right, with it. If you can't take all of that, then, or if you have to take all of that, you're going to give less. But two or three years ago, you didn't have nearly as much exposed. His body wasn't nearly as worn out. You haven't sold it already year after year that he doesn't give a shit about the regular season. A couple of years ago, you could have gotten by with that. Now you have thoroughly sold it the last couple of years that he refuses to play in the regular season. It becomes that much harder. So FOMO in on the trade for Jimmy. FOMO in last year, this year. You can't do it anymore because they're going to release him on the trade for X. You know, it's super easy. It's super lazy. Okay. Super lazy for Kendrick Perkins, but this is what they do on ESPN, okay? On ESPN, this is the bullshit that they do. This is the bullshit that they do. Now is when you're going to mention it? Because, of course, this is going to stir it up. It'll get you views and all that. Now, when I do it two or three years ago, I know I'm a bad guy. I'm negative. I'm all that. No, I'm super intelligent. I'm very smart at that point, smarter than even the Miami Heat on that one. How do you like them apples? Smarter than Kendrick Perkins. You're not going to get much for Jimmy Butler anymore because the burden to trade him is a lot. So you're, 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 you're almost probably better off just keeping him for the last two seasons. Do not extend and just play it out you know unless somebody can actually offer you that they become desperate but i don't believe there's a lot on the table for jimmy butler at this point when i wanted to trade him that's when you would have gotten something when i wanted to trade x that's when you would have gotten something so it's not so much that I was right about both of those situations. And I took a lot of heat at that moment for that stuff. Because, of course, it's, you know, 
it's kind of negative at that point to say it when really I'm not trying to be negative. I'm actually being very pro dolphins and pro heat at that moment. You don't fan out there. Some of you don't realize it because most of you disagreed with me. Very few of you agreed with me to make those trades. So, you know, this is what we're, this is what we got to live with now. What can I tell you? Uh, what do we have here? Uh, one eyed Jack fireman says, have a wonderful day and keep on rocking on the fins world. Thank you, my friend horn dog. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, NorCal says people our age know it's a, it's new. It's do do. That's right. Do you watch UF? No, I don't like UF basketball. No. I only watch University of Miami basketball. I don't really watch anything else. Oh, no, I watch Nova. I'm sorry. I watch Nova. I watch FAU, and I watch I watch a little FIU. I won't watch a game of FIU. I might watch a couple of minutes or something and then get the hell out. You know what I mean? FIU is not very good at basketball. They're not entertaining to watch. FAU is entertaining. John L. Davis, I can watch that some bitch play every single night. He is, he's one of my favorite college players in South Florida history now, John L. Davis. He is worth the watch every single time for FAU. His leadership, his toughness, his clutchness. John L. Davis is fun to watch, dude. Fun to watch. Uh, so, no, I, I don't, Frankie, I don't, you're, you're probably a Gator. That's probably why you watch. I, I don't watch FSU or FAU, uh, FA, FA, Florida or FSU or UCF or no, I really don't. Know them. I only watch the local teams and that's it. That's the only thing, Frankie. Uh, JT says, I picked up Bradley Beal and his wife and friends the other night from the game. Damn, your team dropped seven in a row. Well, it'd be eight tonight with Kansas City with the, what's it called with the, well, they used to be the Kansas City Kings, weren't they? Uh, with the Sacramento Kings. Anyway, uh, True Fin Fan says, not just people your age, Big O. I'll be 46 and, and, and the 15th, and I can't watch college basketball anymore. Hell, I can't watch the NBA anymore. Three-point contest nowadays. Whatever happened to your footwork? Yeah, no. Post-game, and yeah, it's just, it's a different game now. Right. But college basketball is, and it's funny because the Lady Canes follow me. But the men's basketball team unfollowed me. I never say, you know, I'm a huge Larinaga guy. Like, I, I, I talk so good about the UN basketball program. I talk so good about Larinaga. Somebody must have heard me talk about how college basketball overall is garbage, which I'm sorry. You know, anybody that has honesty will tell you the same thing. Today's college basketball cannot be compared to what happened 25, 35 years ago. Sorry. It's just, it's not even close. And anybody that wants to, like, I remember I was doing an interview with, um, oh, God, what's her name? She's a freaking legend. Um, but I, I, we have a saying in Spanish. Yo no tengo pelo en la lengua, which means I don't have, it doesn't sound great in English, 
but I don't have hair in my tongue. So it's kind of, you know, you say it in Spanish because if you had a hairy tongue, it would get in the way of you talking, right? So I, I'm not going to struggle to tell you what I'm going to say. I'm going to brutally honest tell you what it is. I, and I forgot I forgot her name now. She's uh, married to uh, Dick Stockton. Um, damn it, man. She's a legend. She's been in this town forever, too. Um, and she was talking and she, yeah, this is only like two years ago. We were at, uh, we were at Hialeah. We were at Hialeah Park. We were doing the, uh, the, um, the Larry Little thing. And she was telling me, oh, you know, I love college basketball. This and that, don't you? And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't love college basketball. I loved it when I used to see Patrick Ewing and Michael Jordan and, Larry Johnson and, you know, uh, Christian Leitner. And I, I can watch them for three to four years. That's when I used to love college basketball. That's when college basketball. But they are so sensitive over there that they unfollowed me. Because they, 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 they couldn't unfollow me for anything negative about the basketball program. Even a couple of years ago where some of you were getting off the Laranega bandwagon, I was like, no, 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 dude, he's fine. You're going to have your peaks and valleys and it's all good. Because they, they've never caught me saying, you know, football can do that because I've ripped into Al Golden and stuff like that. And they, they get sensitive. That's fine. But, man, that is one sensitive ass program. The University of Miami. Holy shit. Wow. Zero cojones with the people that are in there. Anyway. Uh, Big O, since we talked sports movies yesterday, saw Celtic Pride the other day. That movie is low-key, hidden gem. So funny. It is, actually. It is. That's a good one. That's a good one. I haven't seen that one in a while. Nice match with the hat and the shirt. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Karoon. Dwayne Dugan. Welcome, sir. D. Laz. Any predictions for the NBA trade, trade deadline? Yeah, they're stuck with Jimmy. Yep. Yeah. You've got all your hair uh, still. I'm jealous. Yeah, I guess I'm lucky. You know, I'm, I'm losing some hair, but yeah, I uh, I have a for for a 57 year old man. Yeah, I uh, I am more than gifted with my hair because I man, I had friends that were losing hair when they were in their 30s. So I know it's uh, it's it's a thing. Um, Vinilenia. AD dances, Paul in Connecticut. Paul, what is it that you always have like different names when you sign on? How many accounts do you have? Or do you get to like rename? I don't know how it is when you guys do this stuff. Frankie, 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 you, you in a little pendle and everything? Look at you, Frankie. You know, we've doubled our money with pendle. I mean, that's like, that's sick. Pendo has been, it's kind of like what I did with Injective, but Injective was even more impressive because that was in the middle of the damn bear market. I found the best producing coin in the entire crypto market. And I gave you guys Injective, you know, uh, and now Pendo, Pendo's going to explode, bro. <laughs> if it's moving this strong now, I can't wait till it really opens up, dude. Big R, are you talking about Terry Rozier? Says about the difference between the Hornets organization and the Heat. No, no, sir. No, sir. Not talking at all about uh, Terry Rozier at all. Lewis uh, says trade hero. If you can, what's, what's there to trade hero for, dude? Who wants hero? 
Hey, uh, send send our boy Faronis a uh, reminder because he's a Cuban on Cuban time, so that's kind of normal. Uh, Alex says, I argue with you on Hero, but I was totally wrong. No more than a six-man. Yeah, Hero is he's soft, dude. He's just not that guy. Armando V, great news on the lab work. Oh, health is wealth. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'm trying, man. I'm terrible, but I'm trying. Uh, D Laz, how important is Bam to this team, especially the connection he has with other stars in the league? Yeah, how many stars is he bringing over? All those stars. I'm, a, I'm, a, how much is he bringing over? And by the way, when's he ever going to step up offensively? Oh, never. But he is important in other ways as a team player, as a super role player. He's really, really important as a conduit to stars. He's not important at all. There are no stars coming. So it's kind of like the whole Jimmy Butler bullshit. Bunch of people tell me, oh, no, Jimmy will have no problem recruiting a star. What well, I'm still waiting. Where's it at? Where, where are all those people that told me that Jimmy Butler would have no problem recruiting a star? Where are they? Wait a minute. Hold on a second. I don't see them under the table. Let me look over at the hallway. No, no. Where where are they? Oh, it must. They must be with those people that thought the Bitcoin was going down to ten thousand dollars. I remember those idiots. Where where are they now? Where are they? Oh, they're all together in the same place. I I got it now. No, Jimmy Butler will have no problem recruiting a star. Uh, how about Jimmy Butler can never recruit a star? So, BlackRock, you will own nothing and be happy. Eat the bugs, big O. I own it. I already have it in my wallet, and BlackRock can't get to it. What BlackRock is doing is helping me, my brother. You don't have any. You lose. I win. BlackRock helps me. That's the part you don't get. See, when I see something like that, I know that Seth Lover doesn't have a penny in any kind of investment, doesn't know anything about it, and probably just follows television or whatever. You know, BlackRock and ARK Investments and Fidelity, they're all helping me. They're all helping Brooklyn Rob. They're all helping Lisa Rose and Crypto Noob and uh, Crypto Finn and I don't know, some of the other guys that are, that might be oh, Frankie Fresco, okay? Those of us that are actually like really investing, actually BlackRock is our friend. They're not taking my Bitcoin. I have mine in my cold storage wallet. They're taking your Bitcoin because you didn't buy any, my brother. See? Because I know you don't have any because you think it's negative for me. So that's why you don't have any. The part, the, the part you don't understand is we got in before BlackRock. We got in before ARK Investments and Fidelity. We bought it cheaper than them. They're going to buy thousands of it, maybe millions. And they're going to buy it way more expensive. And they're going to raise the price. And so they're going to give us more profits the ignorance that is out there in America is amazing. Do you know why? Because when it comes to politics, 
all you all follow is the culture stuff. None of you really follow the finances and the money. None of you know anything about what our dollar is and how it's produced and how it's manipulated and how it's stretched to hell and how it's killed. None of you know that because most of you don't follow any of that. Less than 2% of Americans probably follow that. You follow culture wars and stupidity and let's go hate Taylor Swift and let's go hate this guy and let's not vote for that person. Let's hate that. That's what you all are tied in. Guys like you right there, Seth Lover. I read right through you, my brother. If anything, people like Brooklyn Rob are cheering on BlackRock like I am. Buy more, buy more, buy more. It's not going to stop because we already got in it. We've been in it for years. We've been loading up. We're good. You're not. That's what I keep telling you. Let's get to a Miami Dolphins report. Our Welt and Rail Miami Dolphins report with the one and only David Ferronis. All rise, football fans. As the Welt and Rail Miami Dolphins report with David Ferronis is in session. Welton Rayom has more than 62 years of litigation experience handling insurance disputes. They are committed to resolving even the toughest insurance claims quickly. Call them for a free consultation. 954-966-4646. Here's Miami Dolphins insider, David Veronis. I'd arrive, and it was Leslie Visser. Nice job by you, Cubs. I appreciate that. Ah, Mr. Veronis, how you feeling? You feeling good? Yes, sir. Uh, came back from a nice vacation, so uh, got back to work yesterday. Caught everyone up uh, on uh, on the defensive coordinator candidates. I was still tracking it a little bit while you know whenever I got the chance. Uh, so kept up with the candidates who were getting interviews, and then uh, now this is a big week of interviews for that, and uh, and we'll see what it means going forward. Are you married? Are you married? Am I? No. <laughs> You're single? No, You're single? no, I am not. Okay. I was going to ask yes. you how, I was going to ask you, how was that ass in yeah, Columbus? Yeah. But I, can't, I can't get into it because you have a girlfriend apparently. So <laughs> can't get, can't, I don't want to. <laughs> See, I've been married for, I, I, I'm going to celebrate my 30th wedding. I, I, my wife and we're comfortable, bro. So I can, I can openly talk because she understands this is a guy show. So I can, I, if I have to talk about women, I'm going to talk about women. You know what I'm saying? But but I know a lot of you aren't necessarily in the same kind of relationship, so I can't necessarily – I know Joe Rose would get your ass in trouble, but I'm not going to do that. I, I, I'm going to respect that part and uh, not ask you because, you know, all we hear about Colombia is that there's – you know, you know what I'm saying, by the way. You know, it's uh, – Colombia has been known as a place that uh, – Lonely men go to a lot to get a little companionship. See, you didn't you didn't go for that. You went for other reasons, but I'm sure you noticed that there were right, right? I'm sure you noticed yeah. it. Oh, it, it was a it was a boys trip. It was a boys trip. But did, did you hear me wrong? I I, I just say I, I am single. I, I, you might have heard well, me wrong. Single. That I am single. So then yeah, how yeah. was the ass in Colombia, bro? I heard it was fantastic. <laughs> I hear the streets are loaded with good-looking women there. 
Oh, they're very attractive women. Yes. And uh, we can go into further detail in, in a private moment, but okay. <laughs> on the show, we'll, we'll, keep, right. we'll keep the topic. Are they very friendly with, with tourists? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, and everyone is really. I mean, I, I just found Colombian people in general to be oh, yeah. very friendly across the board. Yeah. 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 It's the cartels are the only problem there. No, not not <laughs> my people, Cuban. We're, yeah, not like my people, Cuban. We're all assholes. <laughs> yeah, Colombian people are actually really, really cool. It's just, you know, you just can't mess yeah. with the, you know, the with the with the drug lords. You know, that that's, that's you know that's the only part. Oh you don't yeah, yeah, right. There's an element. But you know what? There's an being, element you got to stay away from. Right, and being Cuban and growing up in the '80s, I'm already used to that. So I just know, like, I know how to keep my distance from those people. It's I respect. You respect them. They usually respect you and leave you alone. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, I would imagine it was uh, it was a, a guy's trip in Colombia. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot of fun right there. That's a lot of fun right there. Good stuff. Good stuff. It was a good right. So who's uh, – do you have a gut feeling? Because they've, they've had a thorough search now, and they are interviewing a slew of people you know, I thought for sure they're going to pick one of the two guys inside the building for continuity purposes. Now, they did a very responsible thing in talking to everybody. And so, obviously, a Brandon Staley runs the same kind of system, that kind of stuff. So, you tell me, will an outside guy be the option? Will the inside guy be the option? Do you have a gut feeling right now? Yeah, if, it, if we're just talking gut feeling, I mean, I felt this way um, just – sort of at the beginning of the week, going through the weekend, and he was the first name to sort of pop up. But maybe it would be Brandon Staley. And uh, not like I feel tremendously convinced about it, but uh, maybe like percentages-wise, I'd give him a slight edge over others. Just I I think Mike McDaniel uh, really does um, have a level of of respect for – uh, that that meeting in 2022, uh, the defensive game plan that Staley had a lot of defenders out and uh, the the Chargers defense really stifled uh, the Dolphins in that game. And then, sure, Mike McDaniel, then he got his uh, when he had him again the next year in the opener. And the, the Dolphins put up 36 points on uh, on Brandon Staley's uh, same defense. In fact, a healthier version of the defense uh, to start the, the next season. So, but I mean, I think he does just respect uh, the level of how difficult it is to game plan against them. That he makes you uh, just bring an extra level of uh, game planning to uh, that matchup. And uh, boy, Mike Pitano, he had the whole offseason that year to the for that week of the game. So, uh, the, so that probably helped him a lot in uh, in that regard. And other than that, then I might look at uh, Leslie Frazier just because um, he's another veteran mine. He's had a, a year off. And um, uh, he would offer a lot of insight into the team that the Dolphins have to get over, which is the Buffalo Bills, having been there for for so long uh, before he took this little uh, sabbatical hiatus, whatever um, it is in his mind. Uh, there are the internal candidates, uh, Anthony Campanelli, uh, who you know I love as a person, and uh, Ryan Slowick, who you know one of the Slowick brothers. They're both on the rise. So uh, he just one year as outside linebackers coach. He's up for it, interviewing, and then a couple of uh, uh, younger, uh, uh, up and coming outside candidates emerging. Chris Kiffin, uh, who uh, has a previous tie with uh, Mike McDaniel, and also Anthony Weaver with the Baltimore Ravens. So those intrigue me, but um, I feel like. It, to get a veteran uh, defensive mind might be more of the move because of this win now window that the Dolphins are in more so than 
just going with an unproven pro- promoting a guy on his way up. Uh, you know, you, this may not be the, the situation you want to do that in. Yeah, and I think you bring up a great point because I thought you you go in you go within because you stay with continuity. But now that Brandon Staley is kind of in the mix, Leslie, I don't think runs the exact same defense, but Brandon does. And so you you also don't want to have to make too many changes and you want as much continuity as possible. So the Brandon Staley one starts to make more sense to me only because of what you just said. The experience is already there with Brandon Staley. It's already proven. Whereas, unfortunately, with the guys, the assistant coaches you have with the Dolphins, they're really uh, – well, actually, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Hill, right, was the other guy. He, he, was, he, he was a defensive coordinator for a short time, right, for one year? Yes, uh, with the Chargers, it might have been might have been two. I, I'd have to look look it up again, but right so under the Staley, under Staley. Yeah, yeah. So he has a little bit of uh, of of experience. So that's kind of the. And if you're Mike McDaniel, you don't have any more room to screw up anymore. You you have yeah. to get shit fixed next year, whether you like it or not, because you may not get a fourth year or. If you screw up next year, your fourth year is hot seat hell year for you. You know what I mean? Because if you screw up next year, by the end of that year, you're going to have 80% of the fan base wanting to fire you. And maybe they will. But if you hang on, you're barely going to hang on and you're going to be, you know, with a lot of heat. So he he has to do something this offseason that doesn't really upset the cart too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely, and this is such an important hire for him uh, from that perspective because you felt like, okay, he's going into year two. He nailed it with the Vic Fangio hire. Uh, Josh Boyer was a holdover uh, from the previous regime and that Mike McDaniel wanted uh, uh, Fangio from the start, but then the sort of the, the Dolphins' internal push, whatever it was, to keep Boyer, keep the, some level of continuity on the previous defense, which was successful under Brian Flores, all that. Uh, but then he got the guy he wanted, and then now that guy is gone after one year. So uh, I think, Mike, yeah, from that regard, uh, you talk about scheme, probably wants that continuity uh, because this is already the style that he wanted on defense. And Brandon Staley is a, an understudy of Vic Fangio. He spent time under him both in Chicago when Fangio, last year he was defensive coordinator there, and then Denver won uh, that year, that 2018 season with the Bears got him into the head coaching ranks of uh, Fangio and uh, and then that way he was Brendan Staley was uh, was under him there in Denver then rose to become defensive coordinator for a year with the Rams uh, gets a head coaching job now going back into the coordinator ranks um, uh, based on, largely on some of his game game management decisions so uh, yeah I mean that's why I see him and it's like you said it's really important for Mike McDaniel to nail this hire. Yeah, he, he better nail this higher. Uh, what'd you think of uh, Ron Jaworski's comments about Vic Fangio? Did you hear him? Oh, yes, that uh, there was a more so a problem with the players uh, wanting to party and take part in the um, Miami lifestyle as opposed to uh, Vic Fangio's way of coaching. For those, that, for those that have not heard what Ron Jaworski told a radio show host – Let's or or podcast. I don't know what the hell it was, but let's hear from Ron Jaworski. Sean, 
Can you play that soundbite for us, por favor? It impacts me zero percent. You know, coaches coach. And, uh, you know, I, I have connections as well around this league. And, you know, I, I hear another side of that story, that uh, there were some players on that defense that didn't want to work, you know, didn't want to put the time in, didn't want to put the effort in, didn't want to make the commitment to be successful. Guys like mm-hmm. to party at night. And, you know, South Beach is a really great place to party. And Vic tried to get those guys to push those guys to become harder workers and better athletes and more committed to their team. And he couldn't get through to those guys. So those are the guys that Vic was pushing, and they're the guys that are whining right now. Um, Javon Holland is not that guy. Sorry. Sorry. I'm going to go out on a limb. Okay. And, and, and read who Javon Holland is. No, no. When he's kicking rocks, see, that's the part where I call bullshit for Ron Jaworski. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 cause I've been thinking about this for the last 24 hours. And I, uh, I, I don't know about the other guys. Okay, uh, who was the other guy? Was it Brandon Jones that complained? Right, I think it was, and and even Cam or who was it? No, no. Well, uh, well, Javon Holland posted the the kicking rocks. And somebody and then, else, uh, Cam, Cam Smith posted Cam. the uh, unlocked emoji. But then also Jalen Ramsey throughout the season and a lot of interviews was very open about that he wishes he was used in a different way. Um, okay, he was so sort of uh, the first one. Right. Jalen Ramsey, you, you want to tell me rookie Jalen Ramsey that was maybe a, a little bit immature and all that, that he came in like all of us when we grow up. But Jalen Ramsey now, after all these years, is as professional as it gets. He's very religious, by the way. He's putting up a he puts up something every single day. OK, and then Javon Holland. I don't even have to hang out with Javon Holland. All I need to do is see who he is. And that guy is too way, way mature and too intelligent to, to be doing stupid things out in the street. So I'm sorry. I don't know the other kid. I don't know Cam Smith well. So I, I don't know if he's a party guy or if he's not, if he's lazy, he's a hard work. I don't know the guy from a hole in the wall. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Jalen Ramsey and Javon Holland, when it comes to character, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with a 10 there. I'm good with those guys. So I call I call some bullshit on Ron Jaworski. You go ahead. Yeah, I mean, those are two guys that they have that dog in them, that, that phrase that we hear so often nowadays. Ramsey established. He is as established as it gets when it comes to that. You, you don't have to worry about him. And him more so it was – a. Complaints about how he was using the scheme. He wanted to do more, so it wasn't. He didn't want to work. Yeah. He would have made it back from that injury yeah. that quickly. Okay, yeah. come on, yeah. bro. Yeah, come well, on. yeah, that certainly was not the issue with him. He wanted to work more. He wanted to be more involved in the defense. It was actually quite the opposite. And Javon Holland, I mean, he, he's we've caught he is that dog uh, that that he's got. I mean, uh, you see it like when he has that ninety-nine yard hail mary. Uh, pick six, the way he uh, goes up, gets the ball, and he's immediately just uh, bolting it down the other way. It's just those type of plays, the, the range that he plays with. Uh, so but, I, I don't see him as – what he, How he carries himself, my brother. That's all. I don't even care about the player. I look at Javon Holland, the man, the way he handles the media, the way he carries himself. He's just one of those dudes, bro. It, it, 
like seriously like you you can't tell that you know come on man you know and, and that that's that's where i was thinking overnight i'm going you're going after ramsey and holland yeah i'm not going with that sorry not going with that one sorry yeah on holland at least i'll say that uh certainly i wouldn't question necessarily his work ethic it's just he i mean he's he's a guy that's at least proven in that regard that he's got it up there. And then, uh, I mean, he did have an injury uh, late in the year and maybe, maybe Vic Fangio felt that he should have been out there. He should have been back sooner from it, but you never know what's going on behind the scenes as far as how a guy is, is healing is coming back from it. Uh, so he missed some time, tried to come back. He had to tap out of one game uh, because it wasn't working for him. Uh, so just oh, you know, that that's one of the odd, that's an odd injury, dude. Yeah. Uh, he had it on both knees, so he can't even compensate. Come on. on. Yeah. yeah, come on. I mean, that was – how do you come back from that? You, you, That's just a process. You you, you don't get to cheat. You don't get to use half of your body. You, you don't get to do it. You, you can't work without both legs. You know what I'm saying? And, again, I – and nothing against Cam Smith, by the way. I apologize, Cam. I'm not saying you did anything. I'm not saying you didn't. I just don't know anything about you, man. So I can't defend you. But I am going to go out on a limb and say the other two guys, nah, 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 you're, you're, you're out. Go, go pick a, you know, if you're telling me Preston Williams doesn't want to work, okay. If you tell me, you know, Robbie Chosen's a little bit of, of, of uh, you know, aloof, okay. There. If you tell me Rachel Davis is a little consistent, let's go. I'm, I'm all good. I, 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 I have track record. I can see it. You're going to start picking on Javon Holland and Jalen Ramsey. Now we, we got to fight now. We're going to fight now. That's what we're going to do because that, no, 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 no way. Uh, so you when guys like that, you make it work with them, come on, bro. Those are leaders. And, and, and even, even previously we've mentioned, you know, like, all right, so I'm a younger guy, but I have some uh, somewhat of an old school mentality where sometimes it's both, it's a give and take players and the coaches that, uh, if the players are changing so much, Vic Fangio is used to one style of coaching. How come it was never a problem, his style of coaching uh, in past years? Okay, a little bit of that. But still, as a coach, you always – and this is what Mike McDaniel, I, I believe, wants to instill is uh, you adjust to the guys that you have. So a good coach is versatile in that regard in that he can understand the uh, guys that he has in the locker room, th those personalities, and fit – to how to make them their best. It's not that the players have to always adjust to, to the coach. Uh, it's more so that's the coach's job to adjust to the players that he has. Yeah. Yeah. And, and let me tell you something. Um, I've known about Holland since the, since the draft. Okay. I kind of, when I was at onside on onside doing our thing, uh, we created draft profiles. Okay. And we would play them throughout the day leading up to the draft. So we and positions of need and whether it was offensive line or a wide receiver or whatever. And I, and I would pick a few of them. Do you know how many, how many profiles I made for safeties? How many? <laughs> Javon Holland is the only one I made. There was a reason why I did that. I didn't <laughs> tell anybody, but I just put it out there. Like, I mean, if anybody picked it up leading up to the draft, like, damn, he has a variety of all the other, but in safety, which we need, he only picked one guy. I wonder why. And so, you know, I kind of threw it out there because I already knew about him and people in the NFL were telling me, uh, 
people all over the league love this kid. They loved his maturity. They loved his leadership qualities. Uh, uh, Javon Holland was one of those guys that was wanted by a lot of teams. Miami was one of the lucky ones to end up drafting him. But it was, you know, it's so that to me, it was just kind of funny when I hear Jaws say that. And, and to me, it just sounds like a, like an old Philadelphia Eagles player slash former employee slash Homer that is oh, just yes. going to kind of take the company line all the time. And, you know, that's not my style, bro. Yeah, I'm a I'm a hometown guy, but I'm not going to take the company line, uh, you know. That that's not going to be my deal, you know what I mean? But that's kind of what it came off of with Jaws, right? Well, when your source is Ron Jaworski in that case, who is a beloved Eagle and and so so on and so forth, you know he's giving you the Eagle side and whatever he's hearing, he's not hearing from inside the the Dolphins' current structure and locker room. He, he's not privy to that information to know that any of those players are out partying in Miami and that's sort of also kind of like uh, like a generalization made okay oh these Miami athletes they probably wanted to party too much they were out they were out and about instead of uh watching film every night or something because yeah. they're in Miami so I, I know what I, saw. I know what I saw Vic didn't use Ramsey to to shadow people I yeah. know what I saw Vic didn't blitz the Tennessee quarterback when he had to I know what I saw. Josh Boyer and Brian Flores blitzed the shit out of Lamar Jackson. And I predicted it last week. I said, and I was, uh, we're going to have Matt Verderon man, at 11. And I told Matt, I said, Matt, Spags is going to blitz the shit out of him because Fangio didn't. And, of course, if you have three or four seconds, any quarterback can complete some passes with three or four seconds. But if you get after Lamar and don't get, don't allow him to think, there's no way he's going to beat you. And sure enough, that's what they did. So to me, what I saw from Fangio was a guy that did not adjust because you have to adjust at times. Not everything is going to go your way. You're not going to be able to play your style of football all the time. There are times where you're going to be out of your comfort zone, but it's important for you to be out of your comfort zone. And that would have been those moments right there. You should have blitzed the shit out of Lamar Jackson. That's the only way you beat him. You're going to make a mistake or two, and he's going to pop a run, and it's going to happen, but you got to live with it. I, didn't they live with a 74-yard run last year? Am I Was it 74 or 75 yards, right? Am I yeah, correct? Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. A, a long play to Bateman. Rashad Bateman had a long touchdown. Right. You live with it. And in the second half, you kept getting after him, and you shut him down, and you came back and won the game. So to me, that's what I saw from Vic. A, a guy that refused to adjust and was set in his ways. You know, I talk a lot about Jimmy Johnson. He comes in, he's set in his ways, and, oh, oh, I can't trade uh, Dan Marino? Okay, so if I can't trade him, I'm going to trade away Irving Fryer. I'm going to trade away his pass-catching running backs. I'm going to take away audibles from him. Really? So that's going to make your team better? Is that what you're doing here? So, you know, I, I've seen coaches that are set in their ways, and they – set their team back. Mike McDaniel does that at times when he doesn't commit to the run like he's supposed to. And Vic Fangio did it last this past season where there were times he just would not adjust, dude. 
Yeah, yeah. And in fact, uh, yeah, you bring up that Ravens example. I mean, the John Harbaugh put that game a, a little bit too much on Lamar Jackson and let Steve Spagnolo sort of dictate that. I mean, you have the, the top rushing offense and uh, and you go to the pass that often in a game that it's not like it was out of hand, like they had to go to the air. Uh, you know, they, they could have kept the run game in it in the game plan for much longer. So similar also to uh, McDaniel in some cases. You, 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 hey, listen, what I keep saying is Tua is not Marino, so stop playing him like Marino. Tua is not John Elway. Tua is not Joe Burrow. And Tua is not Pat Mahomes. You need to play him the way you play Jordan Love, the way you play C.J. Stroud, the way you play Lamar Jackson. While they're all different in, in one way or another, you need to complement all these kind of guys with the run game. There are very few quarterbacks. I'm 57, and in the last 50 years, I don't know if I can name 15 quarterbacks that I would put back there and say, you have no running game for four quarters. Let's go. We got to do that for the next month. I can do that with Mahomes and Burrow. I can't do that with anybody else in the NFL. I can do that with Elway. I can do that with Marino. I can do that with Warren Moon. There's only a few of those guys in the history of the game, Jim Kelly or something. And even Jim Kelly had Thurman Thomas. Who's a freaking monster and a half? You know what I'm are saying? You giving that, are you giving that to Josh Allen? No, of course not. He doesn't have the accuracy to do that. Accuracy. Are you kidding me? He'll get in trouble every time by throwing interceptions. Mahomes and Burrow are the only guys that I you can say in a day, oh shit, the running game's over. We got we we gotta just sling it. Mahomes and Burrow are the only ones. And even with Mahomes, they ran the ball with uh, this kid 32 times. Well, not the kid, because he ran not 32, but they ran the ball 32 times. They didn't have a lot of success, but that's the difference. They were smart. They kept them honest. They kept expecting the run. Spags, I don't know what he did to them, but he he screwed with them right away, and they, they dumped the run. And you cannot do that in the NFL with 98% of the quarterbacks. You must compliment them with the run. You have to. Yeah. And that's just the thing everywhere. It's, it's not a Lamar thing. It's not just a Tua thing. It's really, in general, in the history of this game, bro, Bob Greasy, but we did, we, did, we did the math, right? Bob Greasy threw like 18 passes in two Super Bowls that they won. Okay? 18 or 19 passes in two Super Bowls. <laughs> that yeah, that was with with Larry Zonka, Mercury Morris, and, and Jim Kick uh, back there. What, hey, when you have the Ravens, that's what you should have kept going against. You, have that, you, had you have to the twenty twenty three version. Yeah. yeah, you have to live and die with what you are. You can't go and try to be what you're not. That's that yeah. doesn't help yeah. you out. All right. Any defensive coordinator, any defense, they prefer to go up against an offense that's one dimensional. If you have to defend both the run and the pass, that that makes everything twice as difficult. Yep, exactly. And with that secondary, you just went and challenged the best secondary in the league in Kansas City. That was just stopping the run or not. Uh, commit. Oh, you broke up there, but yeah, especially when your your run game is the number one in the league. Uh, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, what do you got yeah. going on the Sun Sentinel so folks can check you out? Yeah, more um, uh, defensive coordinator updates, whatever comes up. And, uh, you know, that'll go through the week. It looks like it's definitely going through the weekend uh, with the interview schedule 
uh, going at least through Friday. And then, uh, yeah, uh, maybe uh, check in on, uh, on what's going on in the Pro Bowl. A lot of Dolphins out there. So uh, that could be uh, going on this weekend. And uh, I'll be posting a Dolphins Q&A. Uh, I, I tweeted uh, asking for Dolphins uh, questions. So uh, still taking questions over there if anyone wants uh, something answered, either online, on X, or in the Sun Sentinel. All right. Did you reach out to Deshaun Watson? Did I reach out to Deshaun Watson? Where am I going? Huh? Why, why would this- well, I, would, I would figure. I would figure you need a massage on that growing after being in Colombia for a few days. So you know, I'm just oh saying. I'm <laughs> on Twitter at Davis underscore. Florida Sun Sentinel, right here on the Welch and Rail Miami <laughs> Dolphins report. David, we love you, brother. We'll catch up later <laughs> yes, on. Yes, sir. All right, bro. Sounds good. Call my friends, Welton Rayom, 954-966-4646.